0: this episode is brought to you by riverview boat store in bellevue iowa food you love and supplies you need look them up at riverviewboatstore.com welcome back to between the levees i'm joined today by Corey cafaro i met this guy on facebook somewhere along the line a few months ago came to find out we got a few mutual connections and uh, we finally got to get this done Corey, thank you for joining me today
1: oh no problem it's a pleasure
0: well, first things first, my friend, where were you born?
1: Uh, Riverside, California, actually.
0: What brought your family out there?
1: Uh, that's where all my family's from. That's where I was born. The uh, I, way I ended up in Mississippi was my mom met my stepdad. Um, He used to drive trucks, 18-wheelers, cross-country. That's how they met whenever I was five. She decided to marry and he moved us out here to Mississippi with him. So that's how I ended up in Mississippi.
0: Well, what did your uh, your mom and dad do for a living?
1: Uh my dad, my real dad in California owns uh his own painting business. So I grew up painting um when I was with him. And then uh my stepdad, he went from driving trucks to uh pipe fitting in a lot of plants around Baton Rouge and, uh, moved on to a safety inspector in the plants. And my mom's always worked, uh, as a pharmacy technician.
0: Any memories from the first five years in in California?
1: Man, no, not, not the first five, uh, faint memories, but really, really not much of nothing. I moved back out there. When I was uh twelve uh till I was sixteen, and i I have a lot of memories from that that part, but
0: share something interesting from from those four years you you moved back out there,
1: man, honestly, if I had to say I know everybody hates on California and you couldn't pay me as an adult nowadays to move back there, but uh in that age era like from 12 to 16 I loved it there's so much to do versus here in small town Mississippi but uh yeah as surfing, skating, all extreme sports uh kind of miss it from time to time but I mean in that in that era I would say it it was fun it was a blast
0: well, and how about life in Mississippi?
1: Mississippi's great. I love it. I love the outdoors. Uh, hunting, always looking for hunting season to roll around. I uh, Actually, just had to turn down opening day of, of dove season because I got a call from a wood resources needing a trip pilot. So I told him I'd uh, come help him out. But Mississippi shoot, I, I love it. Like I said, you couldn't pay me back as pay me enough money to move back to California now as an adult especially with everything going on in the world.
0: Well, what about growing up in Mississippi? Did you split your time between there and Baton Rouge?
1: Uh, No. I mean, I grew up in Gloucester, Mississippi, a small town. We pretty much stayed with the friends right around a couple, you know, cities right next to each other. Didn't really venture out a whole lot. I mean, maybe in my teen years. You know, we did I ventured out to Baton Rouge and stuff, but I mean, ever since, honestly, whenever I got on started on the boats and uh, was told about the boats, I didn't even know what a new boat looked like. And uh, somebody that I was renting from actually knew some people, and their son did it, and they were kind of telling me about it when times had got rough for me. And uh, at that time, I was trying to get on offshore on like a rig but uh back then it was so booming you know people spots didn't come available very often you know so that's when i heard about the boats and was interested and got out there and got the opportunity and kind of ran with it been out there for going on 17 years now
0: and was that right out of high school or was there any college in the cars for you
1: no i didn't go to college um but it wasn't right out of high school. I think I that I was like twenty, I was twenty whenever I started uh on the boats and because I yeah, because I spent my twenty first birthday on the boat, so yeah, it wasn't right after I did um I did flooring uh for a flooring company before I went out on the boats, but times got you know tough back then and stuff slowed down so it was pretty much one or two days worth of work and that was all we were picking up so it wasn't enough to pay the bills times got like i said times got rough on me and stuff and that's when the people i were were my landlords they're the one son that uh worked uh sons worked out there and they were telling me about it so i kind of took took it and ran with it it was actually, uh, people might know him but his name's, uh, George Marvel, uh, the boat right there at the, uh, ACL at Tiger fleet is named after him. He's the, he's the guy, him and his wife's the one were my landlords, they were the ones that, uh, kind of introduced me to the waterways.
0: I've been at the stakes on that boat. It's been a good bit of time out there Come on. At, at Tiger fleet. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Will...
1: George Marvel is. He's the one kind of introduced me and told me about the boats.
0: Tell me about your entrance into the industry.
1: Uh, let's see. I, me, and a buddy of mine. Uh, after I heard about it from them, we uh drove down to Baton Rouge, Port Allen. My first company was uh, uh Deloach, and we rode down there to get to do the whole hire home process thing and everything and. Back and I was kind of slim and slender, so I think they had a uh, Z Z Dave actually pull me in his office, I'll never forget it. Kind of chatted with me, you could tell my buddy, he pretty much had it in the bag, but they would look at me like, Oh man, I don't know if he's gonna be cut out for the job because I like I said, I was shoot, I was a toothpick, and uh, he gave me a shot. and Shoot, I, I hadn't looked back since, uh, I worked at the loach for them. Worked with a lot of great people uh, while I was there. Worked for them about a year and a half until my first daughter uh, was about to be born. That's what made me made me decide to make a move. <clears throat> and I hired on at Carline and Companies, uh, another great company um, down in Geismar, and started working on the Richmond uh, for Geismar 183. So that's basically how I got started on the boat. Well,
0: tell me about that first time getting on a boat with Deloach.
1: Man, it was, uh, it was different. It's, it's, uh, getting used to, I guess, you know, the whole being gone, never have really been gone like that. Um, and back then I was working uh two for one, you know, 28, 14. Um, but it, it it wasn't bad. I, I I've always been type of into the water, you know, boating, and I like being on the water. Anything that has to do with water, I like. So I, I kind of, I don't know, it kind of just fell fell in there with me. Uh, always been one to kind of strive to be the best at anything I do. So like learning it was was it was fun to me, you know, seeing all this other stuff, you know, different ways to. Build tow, catch lines, and everything. Uh, making bumpers, splicing eyes. You know, it's just a, kind of a skill set that I was didn't know nothing about, and was kind of you know just it was interesting. So it kind of, kind of just rolled into into my lap. I love it. I tell people nowadays there ain't there's not another thing I'd you know rather do than be out on the boat. I mean, you do have to sacrifice being gone from home, but pretty much every time you're off for your days off, it's it's a vacation. You're back home with the family and nothing but family time.
0: What boat did you start out on?
1: Oh, let's see. Uh, when my first hitch at the Loach, they put me on Miss Molly D and it was actually on dry dock down in New Orleans. And I spent my first two weeks on dry dock, me and another guy, uh, a guy named Brian Wilson, good guy. Uh, we were just pretty much babysitting the boat, you know, making sure nothing, none of the shipyard guys walked off with nothing. And yeah, spent my first two weeks on the Miss Molly D on dry dock. They were being overhauled and then, uh, they pulled me off of there so I could get some experience, uh, on my first hitch and put me on the Alyssa and at that time the Alyssa was running pretty much Baton Rouge to lower New Orleans back and forth everywhere in between so I definitely got some uh some uh stopping and dropping experience
0: who were the captains and pilots you were working with
1: oh let's see Miss Molly D the captain would have been uh Oh man! If you wouldn't ask, I could have t- Ben Moffitt, He had been on there for years, real, real skilled uh, wheelman. You know, he's older. He's been out there for a long time, but knew knew his stuff. He was the captain at the time on the Miss Molly D. But like I said, I didn't I didn't get to work with him because we were in a shipyard. But few hitches down the line, they put me back on the Miss Molly D. And I got to work with him him and everybody else the crew of that boat and uh steve steve was on the list and i i can't remember his name like i said man that's been 17 years ago
0: was that steven harrison long hair you know i've never met him actually
1: I can't – I like I said, I would be lying if I said I can't think of his last name. Uh, but I remember it was Captain Steve was this Captain Melissa back then, and he had long hair. He's another good one to work with. I mean, everybody – I can't say there's not been many, maybe a handful of people since I've been out there that, you know, you might not see eye to eye, but for the most part, I, it's it's been good good to me good to my family i mean it does us good I, like i said i love i love being on the boat
0: well start walking me through the rest of your career so you land at carline uh where were y'all running at the yeah.
1: time yeah and first uh my first i would say year and a half uh i was actually working on the richmond at carline Geismar fleet right there at 183 and uh, after I hired on there, I went working in the fleet so I could be home for my firstborn, you know, while she was being born and everything and uh after that, no, it wasn't even a year and a half, it was like nine months and and uh carline paid for me to go to school to get my steersman license and sent me to school. I got done with school and went back for, you know, a couple more months on the Richmond in the fleet and then realized like, no, I'm not going to be able to get a whole lot of stick time, steering time, uh, being on a fleet. So that's when I decided to go back on the live on boat and, uh, started, um, Oh, the CSS Atlanta landed over there and a uh, cat chip, uh, Chip Persick, a good dude, he uh, kind of took me took me in and we just got along great and he just kind of showed me the way, you know, kind of just anytime I wanted to steer or anything he 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 would, he would let me, you know, I guess he could see that I was <clears throat> it goes a long way when you show somebody that you're hungry you know, and want it versus just sitting back and Wanted handed to you. So, I mean, I guess they seen that. And I I got a lot of my steering time between Baton Rouge, New Orleans, on that boat, a lot of it just turning loose from the fleet, running up a barge up to, you know, Cosmo or Allied and spotting it on the dock, pulling one off the dock, going back down to the fleet and fleeting it. But he would basically, I would go out there, turn the barge loose, go back. Drop my best on the fleet deck, go up to the wheelhouse. he'd have it knuckled in, call holding it in the fleet, you know, and he'd move out the way, and I'd back it out of the fleet and take it up there and get to the dock, land it on the dock, and same thing, go back downstairs. I mean, it was you had to put in work, but it depends on how bad you want it, you know that to me, that wasn't a whole lot of work. I was getting where I wanted to be. So I was, I'm thankful for him for real because he, he, he kind of let me get it as much as I wanted to.
0: Tell me about the first time at the Sticks.
1: First time at the Sticks. Uh, that wouldn't have been my first time. I did have captains let me hold it, you know, driving down the canal, uh, with a six pack or a couple of them, uh, when I was at the Loach still. And, uh, pretty pretty nerve-wracking to do it for your first time uh especially going like i said when i first hired on didn't even know what a towboat was you know i'm sitting here uh which way do i gotta push the stick to make it go you know to the starboard of the port clueless and uh so it was definitely nerve-wracking i've had a couple guys that i've worked with over the years and trained after i got my de and uh yeah, I tell them all the same thing, man. I remember being there. It's it's nerve wracking. You you know, it's something new. But the the more you do it, it's just gonna become. It's gonna come to you. You know, I remember my knees shaking, my palms getting sweaty from you know, gripping the stick tight because you're nervous. But it all I don't know. It all goes away. I love driving the boat. Love love new challenges and you know. Learning it's it you're always going to learn driving a boat because you got mother nature and everything's going to be different every every other time. But I, I I I love it.
0: Where all are you posted now?
1: Oh, let's see. I am posted all the way to Brownsville West. uh Been over there, everywhere in between, pretty much Corpus. Uh, up uh, oh, she've been up to Colorado, um, New Orleans, uh, up to St. Paul. Um, I've made the loop, you know, going across the sounds at the mobile, bill, uh, Tim Tom, back down. Uh, the Cumberland and Ohio and back down to the Mississippi. And that's that's pretty much as far east as I've been is the uh, – I haven't been no, no further past Mobile, Ship Channel, Pascagoula. Uh, I would say the highest I've been on the Ohio is right there where the Cumberland spills into the uh, Ohio, making the loop. I haven't been no further north north than there. But that's pretty much my uh, where all I'm posted at.
0: What's your favorite favorite place to run?
1: Oh, I was talking to somebody about this not long ago on that subject. You know, I hear a lot of people like, "Oh, I," you know, "I don't want to go to pull Port- Zay going pull and Da da. I can honestly say. I don't mind going anywhere that I've been. I like going somewhere I haven't been because, I don't know, the more places you, you go, the you know, more you got on your resume. So there's not a place that I prefer one over the other. Uh, going up to St. Paul, that's new to me. I just hired on full-time with Kirby, and uh, they decided to put me on a boat running up there, asked me if I would. I, you know, I'm not going to turn – turn nothing down you know like i said i like learning new new areas and whatnot so i've been up there a uh, hand uh probably times now and uh it's different it's different the way they do stuff you know you got to flank into the locks and stuff southbound and but uh like i said it's a learning experience i loved it there's not a place i'd if I said more comfortable because I've just done it a lot more, it would be between New Orleans, Baton Rouge, to to Corpus and Brownsville, and everywhere that direction east. I you mean know, west. Uh, that's just where I've spent most of my time. But I mean, it's I I can't say I like one more than the other, honestly.
0: Well, what's the prettiest place you ever been?
1: Oh, that one, I up until I started going up north, I'd have to say that was the uh, prettiest. It's pretty up north.
0: How about the nastiest place Uh, you've been?
1: Nastiest place. Oh man, I would have to say up in Houston Ship Channel gets pretty nasty when you talk if you're talking about the trash in the water and whatnot, but uh yeah I would say Houston Ship Channel is probably if you talk to trash that would be the that'd be the the nastiest place.
0: What's well, one of the craziest things you've seen out there? maybe even happened to you
1: ho oh, ho ho let's see craziest thing I mean I've seen a bunch of crazy videos of course over the uh internet, but if you want one happen to me, my fur okay, I'll go with the might not be the craziest thing but it's a story uh and it happened to me it was my first time breaking up two coming across corpus ship uh, chat out of corpus out of corpus christi uh we ended up uh getting two regulations that needed to be hot shot back to houston and uh usually i was on a boat at the time the the gunner actually uh was a lmo boat and uh we usually kept two thirties. So I got, you know, comfortable with two thirties and whatnot and just doing it back and forth. Well, we got orders to just grab two loaded regulations and shoot hot shot to Houston. So I kind of got complacent, was like, Oh yeah, we got some great, you know, two regulations, this ain't gonna be nothing, and got kind of pumped about it and look at the weather before i started out in the uh, corpus <laughs> ship channel and uh which the weather wasn't that bad it was the tide the tide was flooding in really bad so whenever uh, i left out we got out there got uh past the breaking water and i started feeling how bad the tide was i was pretty much having to steer up to the greens outbound steering up to the greens probably 20, 22 degree angle to stay, keep the loads, uh, you know, keep picked up. And, uh, I was like, man, this isn't good, but it was quiet. It was quiet the whole time I was out. And I would say probably right there at the dog leg by, uh, Laquina, Laquina channel, uh, Laquinta where dog legs and the land cut starts back. Uh, I started getting, uh, ship traffic had an inbound ship coming and an outbound ship i almost made it back to the land cut to where it would start breaking the tide off of me and uh we uh that inbound ship he was he was moving he was rolling so i was already fighting the tide Set me to the reds he's coming inbound and hauling butt so of course he's He's gonna be sucking us straight to him even more. And uh whenever he come by us, uh say the boat, I was pointed up all I could to the greens
0: without hitting
1: them. And uh when he came by, the boat got he, he was steadily sucking us to him. The boat probably I would say got what felt like to be forty foot off of him. And uh only thing I knew to do at the time to keep the boat off of the ship was once he got right about the stern of the ship, got about where the coupling was, I just let the head swing back toward, towards uh, the ship to kick the stern off of him. So that's what I did. But I guess with the, the tide rolling, you know, flooding in, plus him going by whenever the wakes met, it picked that lead barge up, broke the coupling, we had just like two days before this we just got our winch uh winch brake worked on, and when it got under pressure it gave the brake gave so the boat wasn't secure. We're bouncing and beating back and forth the there was only like one wire left that hadn't broke out at the coupling, so it got pretty uh pretty intense, and that was my first first go with uh breaking though out in the bay and it was it was pretty intense and then in all that i had an outbound ship coming too and he's telling me hey cap you uh you're gonna be able to keep it picked up on the greens and uh, i'm coming Uh, it was it was it was it was pretty hectic it was nerve-wracking but I mean, that's where, I don't know, people. some people aren't made for it, and they'll just freeze up. That's the worst thing to do is freeze up. I uh, ended up sounding the general alarm, getting the other wheelman up there. We had a couple guys that were fairly new on deck at the time, so instead of them being out there and losing a finger or something, I got the uh, other wheelman to hold the sticks after the outbound ship got by us and i went out there and helped the guys you know secure back to tow, and we had to throw out a 35 in a a set to you know get because the winch wire gave and we ended up everything was good we ended up getting situated and out of there out to lydia channel fleet to where we could get back put together good but yeah that was my first one i wouldn't say the craziest thing i've seen out there but that one that was my first go at it, and it was pretty pretty intense.
0: Anything else you'd like to touch on from your career or maybe what the industry's meant to you
1: yeah like i said I, I love it uh uh there's a bunch of positivity i mean people could make make a good living out of it. i feel uh I feel like it's you know in a sense it's a dying uh industry because it doesn't get uh how am I trying to word this it doesn't get out to enough people you know um like I said before I knew first hired on before I, I didn't even know what a towboat was um uh, you know families used to back years ago you know your families could come visit the boat and stuff like that and and being a father with sons i mean you you they would see it you know and kind of get show off shown off more and uh which my uh, kenny kenny brown he's doing the maritime throwdown now and uh i couldn't tell you how many times me and kenny's been on the phone together and talked for hours about it and i think that's a real positive you know it's bringing shedding light to our industry and and uh teaching people the skill set, you know, so, so that's a good positive, positive for the industry. Um, I, but in a whole, I mean, I, I love it. I I couldn't do, I don't, I wouldn't want to do anything else other than being on the, on the, on the river.
0: Well, where'd you meet Kenny and have you competed?
1: Uh, uh, let's see. No, I have not competed yet. Uh, due to I got five kids, so when I'm home, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Me and Kenny actually live right now. If I was to hit the road and take a ride out of my driveway, I'd be at Kenny's driveway in about thirty seconds. I met Kenny when I was working at Carline years ago, and we've just we hit it off and have stayed, you know, buddies ever since. Uh, good guy uh did you know he he had to want to he he loves it out on the water on the boat you know and took it and ran with it and uh i haven't got to compete yet like i said it's busy when i'm i am home and uh but fun fact uh the first ever video i was the one in it throwing the uh life ring and uh the single part, uh, long how far you could throw the sin- uh, single part in the first ever video when he first started the maritime throwdown. He's doing it right here in Macon, Mississippi, up at the old train depot. Thought that was pretty cool. Uh, do want to get go to an event and see it in person, you know, because he's doing it all the time now, and uh. I think it'd be a fun thing to see.
0: Well, Corey, I thank you for fitting me in today, man. I know you have to, you got called out to another job, I think, for tomorrow. So I'm glad we can get this done.
1: Oh, no problem.
0: And I thank your I episode. I
1: appreciate you for having
0: me on. Absolutely, man. I think you're episode 90. So I'm going to keep trying to spread the word here.
1: All right. And I'll help spread it for you.
0: Thanks a lot, brother. All right. No problem. Talk to you soon. This has been a production of. Worrry at Studios, LLC.